What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 63 of the Noise Podcast, sponsored by Stereo Brown Records and brought to you by Noise.co.uk. I am your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, and I'm joined, as ever, by my very good friend and Mr. Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis. Mate, how is your Good Friday? It's a lot nicer than it was uh, last Friday, I'll tell you that for nothing. That was a below-average Friday, but I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, it's nice to be off. It's nice to have the sun out. Um, it's nice to be doing what we're doing today. What an exciting time ahead. Matt, I keep forgetting, all day today I forgot it's Friday. I woke up this morning and played golf with my dad, and I kept yeah. forgetting it was Friday. I came back, and I was like, what football's on today, Dad? He was like, there's now the championship. And I was like, what do you mean? I keep forgetting it's sad. It's so unusual to have a Friday off. Just randomly yeah, in the, uh, nowhere, a Friday off. I'm used to coming home from work on a Friday and being like, right, okay, after the weekend, then my time off starts. It, is, is it is it messed with you already? It's really like not me about today. Yeah, a little bit. What? Because yesterday night felt like a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd bro- because I'd broken up and I did the Friday night stuff as well. So I fed right into it. Like um, I cooked I cooked a meal that I would usually have on a Friday and my habits and activities that you know, it sort of reflected that because I, I stayed up later and all this sort of stuff so I woke up thinking today was Saturday as well and I had the same experience I was looking <laughs> through live score this morning like where's the Premier League gone what happened um, so I've missed something there's been like a breakout or something but obviously all the all the football's on tomorrow but it's actually nice to have what feels like a Saturday and actually just be able to do day stuff because my Saturday like yours I guess is dominated by life admin and all the football. Yeah. And actually just being able to have a day where none of those really kicking. Obviously, I've had to, to do some life admin. I've been chasing around the same estate agent for three days. She's going to be sick of me. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> that aside, it's, it's been actually nice to do something like this um, while knowing there's still a full weekend ahead. I tell you what, it feels like an eight-day week, and I'm absolutely here for it, Sam. I tell you what else I'm here for, us. Uh, the Noise Podcast. <laughs> I am also. <laughs> we are. I am also here for us. Uh, we are Fortnightly Rock and Metal Podcast, uh, sponsored by Stereo Brain Records. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts, including YouTube, wherever you are listening slash watching. Of course, if it's on YouTube, uh, please give us a subscription or follow. That is the best way to support the show. We are normally fortnightly, however. Much similar to when we reviewed Architects for those that wish to exist, uh, this uh, our, this episode is going to be a weekly one coming in the middle of the week. Sorry, and um, we're going to be talking about the new While She Sleeps album, Sleep Society. On our last episode, though, we went through the news. We had album reviews from Evanescence and Devil Soul the Soul, and there was a special Chris Meets feature with myself and Lucas Woodland. Before we get into our review on While She Sleeps, Sleep Society, give us a follow on Twitter at Noise Podcast. Me and Sam are on there talking nonsense with the occasional what we find funny memes um, and we uh, to tell you what Sam one of the best one of the best reasons we did Twitter or, or science our person Twitter was for the MWA that was I really really 100%. enjoyed doing that 100% that was just a thoroughly great experience so make sure you're following us there we're not going to keep you waiting around any longer we are going to get straight into topic of the show Wash Sleep Sleep Society is out on the 16th of April via Search and Destroy Slash Spine Farm Records. It's the Sheffield Metalist's fifth record and the follow-up to 2019's So What. Sam, I don't think there's any band that we have championed together synonymously for as long as we've championed While She Sleeps. I, I literally feel like since the moment that me and you became best friends, we both intensely loved While She Sleeps and we've both just intensely gone on about it all the time in the five years slash six years since. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. What was what was really superb is that just like discovering that we both liked and had heard of them prior to each other becoming friends as well. Yeah. Um, so it was like, oh, you love that band too. And there was that real like, holy shit, like excitement. Um, and that was really, really cool. But absolutely. I mean, I've been, I've been, we've both been on this band now for like five, six, six years and just watching them grow and turn into the band that they have is just phenomenal. Um, they need to be, they need to be bigger. I, I, I still don't understand how they aren't absolutely massive. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that this, um, this is the album that begins that trend for them. Well, it's interesting you mention that, Sam, because I feel like between the back end of 2013 to 2016, I feel like the music industry failed while she sleeps. Okay. Um, my reason for that, they released This Is The Six in 2012. And that was yeah. just as I was starting to get into alternative music. So I, I personally wasn't listening to bands as heavy as While She Sleeps in the This Is The Six era at that point. I was still purely in my pop punk phase. But I remember reading about the record consistently in the likes of Rock Sound and Kerrang! at the time. And it did genuinely appear to me that they were being pushed even though I wasn't prepared to go into bands, the style of While She Sleeps at that point, it was even me, the reader of Roxanne Crank, it was clear that both, that, that basically British music publications had chosen While She Sleeps as these are the band that we're going to get behind. They're British, they're amazing. Everyone should be listening to them. And then like three years later, Sam, Brainwashed came out. And it kind of felt to me, who still wasn't listening to them by that point, I should point out, but it came it's, it came to me like they weren't treated as the cool new toy anymore and were kind of discarded. I remember I was listening to a Kerrang! radio show during the time that the album had just come out. And While She Sleeps had done like kind of a takeover of sorts on the Kerrang! website as part of like the press for the album. And the presenter of the radio show was like, yeah, while She Sleeps was going to take over our website. Uh, the new album's called Brainwashed. Uh, if you like big, chunky metal, listen to it. Anyway, here's All Time Low. And, <laughs> oh, good you Lord. Know, and me listening, again, who I still hadn't got into While She Sleeps by 2015. But So I kind of then, in the back of my mind, thought, right, okay, they don't really care about While She Sleeps anymore then because they're all they're like, yeah, big chunky metal, if you like it, then you're like brainwashed. Here's all time low for you. So I kind of ta I kind of took that as, right, okay, so While She Sleeps have just kind of descended into nothingness then, uh, and perhaps something's gone wrong, maybe the new album's not very good, or something along the way has stopped their momentum. And then, as I was getting into heavier stuff, Sam, I finally went back and checked them out, and I realised that actually, they're amazing, and I couldn't believe that they'd kind of just been left in the corner. And I think, Sam, that's part of why me and you loved You Are We so much. Because it's a record that hit top 10, that they released themselves, recording the studio, that they literally built. They risked everything. And the record was, a, was brilliant. Do you remember the first like promo piece for You Are We was that? kind of documentary that we could, we were genuinely convinced Morgan Freeman was doing the voiceover for it. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, do. I don't know. It might have been Morgan Freeman. I still don't actually know. If it wasn't Morgan Freeman, holy shit, that guy sounds so much like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> 100%. The idea that Morgan Freeman is a While She Sleeps fan as well is actually a world and reality that I want to live in for the rest of my life. I remember hearing a um, brief snippet, a 15-second clip of the acoustic guitar at the start of You Are We. Mm. Um, being played on a vinyl. Oh, I remember the video. Yeah, yeah. 
and that and that was that was sharing it. And what what immediately struck me with while she sleeps in that 2017 period is the moment that the band became self fulfilled and self sufficient. Um, their promotion, marketing, and creativity went through the roof. Mm, like yeah. the, the, immediately from the moment I started promoting you are we um, onwards, they turned from a and we're obviously going to talk about this in greater detail with this because the the sleep society it being called that and inclusion of that group and stuff you know it's opens on so many branches but um their ability to incorporate new and exciting methods of promoting their products and getting in contact with their fans is part of what has made them feel like such a special and unique band mm-hmm. on without even without even pressing play on the music themselves which me and you've talked about this ad nauseum and there isn't another band that even sounds like while she sleeps no at all in the songwriting style, there are a little bit of a variety of bands, but there's no no one quite that sounds like this. And I, I agree that the the production from you you are we uh, onwards has pointed and pointed a spotlight on a band that are worthy of of of, of complete admiration, complete admiration. And this is their fifth album, and they have not released a bad one no. at all. Uh, no. This is this is becoming a historically good run, like it really, really is. In the context of metal, to to be this prolific, to be this exciting, to be this unique, and also for the music itself to be this good, I think we're on the verge of like even if even if they're not recognised right now as one of the biggest bands in UK metal, they absolutely are some of the most talented and engaging and exciting by by a long way do you remember the um usb drops for so what yeah that was so sick so ahead of the curve and and now that they're doing this uh sleep society stuff and we were just praising ad nauseum about the, the idea that you could be a while sleeps fan and be like part of the writing process and be yeah. invited into sound checks and and be asked opinions on riffs this is a band that are like two three four steps ahead of any any of their contemporaries any yes. of them Yes. Um, and that is that is that is without even discussing the album in general. So shout to them, but the fact that they've done this on their own, this isn't like a bunch of marketing executives sitting around saying that we should do this and that'd be a great idea. People are literally paid to market their album. These are the just ra- five random dudes who are in the band coming up with these ideas yeah. and, and constructing these ideas. It, it is honestly extraordinary. Well, we saw them twice on that You Are We album cycle. Do you remember? Yeah, and both times, both times we were like, This band are amazing, they're so good. Like, when you know, Hurricane that song had become like kind of pop culture for metal, hadn't it? In the sense of we that song would drop live, and there was just this commotion that you would see kick off that was just completely foreign, almost foreign to me. And I remember, I remember so vividly, we saw them at the HMV Institute in Birmingham. And mate, me and you came out of that gig and we were so, we were just like effervescently buzzing. We we were just just ad nauseously talking about how excellent this band were and how just far ahead of so many of the contemporaries that there were. And the energy was so different that night. Oh yeah. So so like the the people hanging off the walls and the mosh yeah. pits. But there's also this this real feeling, and it sounds cliche. It's really feeling of brotherhood. Yeah, like, now we, a yeah. Be- There's a real relationship between the fans. Uh, like I remember me, me and you for that bit in Silent Sleeps, we all got on the floor, and oh, then we all just yeah. like 
and there was like a group of uh, well, six hundred around. So we all sort of put our arms around each other. <laughs> yeah, like we nudged over ten at years. The same time. Like yeah, like which sounds cheesy, like but in the moment it it, it was hard. It's hard to explain. Like there's this shared because this is because of this shared experience and this feeling of 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 brotherhood and sort of I don't know this mutual relationship that is being experienced through the medium of this band. Mm. It was like a, a chaos and a togetherness that I would only assume happened to gospel people in churches like yeah. it was that like collective musical vibe it was just unbelievable I, I, I don't think i've felt that way at a gig since just before we actually start talking about sleep society as a record when we were talking about for those that wish to exist by architects i said that at least two of the best of the 10 best british metal records of the last 10 years were done by architects and at least two of them have been done by While She Sleeps. Perhaps even hey. three, because This Is The Six is amazing. Brainwashed is very, very good. You Are We is incredible. And So What's very, very good. So perhaps even three. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that. I think we've been, um, we just get into like um, small arguments about whether it would be Brainwashed or So What as the third um, compatriot to This Is The Six and You Are We. Um I think if we do metal albums of the 21st century, it's Holy Hell and You Are We are two of my mortal locks. Yeah, yeah. In, in, ter- in terms of like my list starts with those two mm, and yeah. everything else feel everything everything else like Blackening is the other one. Everything else feels fairly negotiable. Um, just it's just it's just an extraordinary, extraordinary, um, extraordinary album. But I, I, like we were saying earlier, the consistency of this band. And um, we're going to talk about it actually when we get into the record. But, um, and this was the case with So What. I don't feel once again that they have sacrificed one iota no. of themselves at all in the writing process. And yet, this feels like a step towards a more. It's a, melodic, even melodic feels reductive because it's it's still really heavy and, and, and really sort of fast paced and incredibly technical. Um, even more so than actually so what and you are we I feel mm. um, but but they just feel bigger as well um, I don't know how quite how they've actually managed it I've listened to this album four or five times I haven't quite figured out how they've done it yet but it, it, uh, they've simultaneously produced an album on 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 Sleep Society that is heavier more technical and yet more polished and with a greater pop hook on it I don't understand how that's taken place. They haven't sacrificed a single, single drop of who they are as a band to create this either. It's it's incredible achievement. The, the best thing about While She Sleeps for me is that they actually put their money where their mouth is. Instead of just being vocal about their dislike for the current state of the music industry, they've actually done something to change it. You'll remember, Sam, they released that T-shirt that explained what purchasing the T-shirt would be in the equivalent of album streams on Spotify, literally in typing across the T-shirt and tying into this record, they've got their own Patreon called Sleep Society with different tiers. They actually try and make a difference. I adore it. They're not just a band. Every band or every artist discusses their dislike for the current state of the industry and then and they'll do absolutely nothing to change it. While she sleeps are being the change they want to see in the world, I think it's the best message a band could possibly put across 
if you're a young band and you're wondering how to navigate the waters of at some point I you know maybe I'll need to give up my job but I don't really make that much money how can we make money and but and you've got a, a sizable following are you telling me that's what's looking at what Welsh sleeps with the sleep society wouldn't inspire you I think they're amazing absolutely I, I completely I completely agree I completely agree they have the, the, the moves that they've made completely out outsmart and outperform some of their contemporaries to the point now where while she sleeps in terms of innovation and lapping pretty much every other band in their genre um and and completely setting the standard and it's it, it's extraordinary it's extraordinary what they're able to extraordinary what they're able to do um because it's worth it as well it's not even gimmicky it's so it's it's not like they're selling stuff that nobody wants to try and bring in additional revenue or they're like trying to make their own money by selling like beanie hats for 50 quid or something like that they're not doing that they're actually offering um incredible value to their own fans um by giving them these opportunities and by inviting them in and what it also does also does whether this is i think this is accidental uh, what it also does is it is creating this like cult around while she sleeps and i mean that in a positive way there's like a there's like a there'll be like a group protection and what they are doing by rewarding their fans and rewarding this loyalty and offering um rewards for people that want to engage with the band is they were they are going to create a fanship a fandom of 10 to 15 years that will just they'll be set and everything they do for the future and new albums they'll have this hardcore group of fans that feels rewarded and valued and intrinsically part of this while she sleeps movement that will keep them afloat yeah because if you're in the sleep society and you're the platinum member of the sleep society of which i believe there's only like 200 members or something so there's an well, elite the, the, for the, there yeah so to the actual uh, proper terminology is called revolution member it's 60 pound yeah. a month and they're sold out how many members are there, Chris? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I know okay, that there's right. no remain. There's none remaining. I know that they've got overall on their Patreon about two thousand supporters. Um, but even if that those two thousand supporters were all at the four ninety nine tier, you know, yeah. that's still that's still giving while she sleeps a very sustainable income to run the band per month. That let's just call it what it is, Sam. There's no way they're making that much money from Spotify streams per year, <laughs> let alone per month. Absolutely. So those those fans that feel valuable that they're part of that 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 society and that group. Every time while she sleeps do a show, they're going to be there. Every time while she sleeps bring get an album, they're going to be buying it, and they're going to be promoting it, and they're going to be telling their friends about it um, for free. And actually, not even for free. This, some of these, some of these band, some of these fan members are almost paying for the right to promote while she sleeps to their mates. Yeah, uh, as well uh, by by waxing lyrical about who they are, and it's all for the benefit of of while she sleeps as well uh, by being involved in this. And what they're doing is creating this incredibly like loyal fan base, like I mentioned, that are going to keep them going for ages. I mean, the only the only comparison that I can draw just from my personal experience is there is a Bruce Springsteen fan site called Badlands and they organise trips around the world when he goes on tour. So if you want to see Springsteen in like Thailand or like Barcelona or somewhere, but you've never been before, you go on this Badlands website and there's people that are like sort everything out for you, get your hotel, get your tickets, 
the, the whole nine yards. And they're part of this like big fan club network. And they, they, they pull additional fans into the whole Springsteen experience <laughs> simply by giving them a medium to see the, see the band in varying places. And then on top of that, like the record label gives them like bootlegs to sell and uh, additional like, like special merchandise and all that sort of stuff. And they have like little meetups with the groups and, then they got like, do you know what I mean? The whole thing is mapped out for them. But it, the long-term benefit is Springsteen's because he gets fans from all over the world connecting with each other, sharing their experience and figuring out ways to follow him everywhere. And that's what's happening here to a smaller degree with While She Sleeps. And, and I think that's absolutely wonderful because at some point, Chris, me and you both know this, um, even if even if they do well on Spotify or if they do well on a particular tour or they get a number one album, that money is not infinite. And that will dry up mm. and their their spotlight on magazines may dry up and they they become like you talked about, they become no longer the new and shiny toy. But this this ensures longevity and this ensures um fan response and continued fan relationships and and on top of that they absolutely deserve it. And they're amazing as well. And they're an amazing band, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Because the thing is, is is if you're playing, if you're if you're playing this for like a band like Lamb of God, which is no offense to Lamb of God, but they bring an album every five years. They're barely touring the country. Um, they do off doing solo stuff. It's not the same experience. While she sleeps, bringing out an album or a piece of material every eighteen months. Yeah, they're constantly updating you. They're constantly active. It's the perfect band to be involved with. I I just see there's um there's there's there is a band like While She Sleeps. <laughs> across the board for a variety of reasons that's a perfect way sam to open up our actual discussion discussion on the record we have like a blanket policy that we do not talk to each other about the albums that we're reviewing but mate the second i heard enlightenment the opening song from this album i had to message her <laughs> Because I was like, this is amazing. This is like incredible. No one writes an opening song like While She Sleeps to a record. They're amazing. No. Mate, this, no. I, where do I start with this song, man? Jeez. Uh, you know, we're seeing them in September. Lord, please. They're going to open with this, aren't they? And I'm, I'm at Sam, I'm going to lose my head. God, I just think it's amazing. Um, that riff. That, that Sean Long opens this album with after yep. the spoken word intro is mind bending. Matt Welsh is the chorus is massive, and he has got about mate. We Matt Welsh, do you remember when we were talking about you are we? And we were like, Man, Matt Welsh is a, is a really good vocalist, isn't he? Let's see, let's see how he progresses from here. He got better on So What, and mate, now Matt Welsh is a really excellent, excellent backing vocalist. Isn't he? In fact, to call him yeah. a backing vocalist, I feel he's derivative. I feel like it's 50-50 between him and Lars. He's great. Yeah, I think that I think that I think that too. I think he's now a guitar and vocalist. Um I, I, this is an extraordinary song. <laughs> this is an, this is an extraordinary song. Um oh. the opening lead riff here. Oh. This this sweeping high pitched guitar as well. The moment you hear this, it's like, oh, that's while she sleeps. There's a yeah. specific tone that they have on their guitar where it sounds kind of electronic and that the guitar notes sort of, it is long, extended, sweeping notes um, over the top. It's just utterly beautiful. Um, and then it kicks in to, it just explodes out the speaker into this sort of like staccato, sort of section. 
and almost like 80s metalcore like verse riffing. Do you know what I mean? Like a dun 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 dun, like that kind of chugging, like gallops. I was like, that's really interesting. But combining that with this slow lead riff over the top offers just a beautiful balance. It feels like on this album, with this being the, the opening track, that they've turned back to, or say back to, but they've gone in more in the direction of like a traditional metal band at times because of the, the lead work was not as prevalent on So What. And they almost went in a more new metal electronic direction and favoured more breakdowns and slower beatdown sections, whereas this has gone the other way. Once again, just the, the range of extraordinary collection of musicians. There's so much going on in this song that I, I don't really know what to talk about first necessarily. But what I want to say is that this, this comes in later as well. Walshy um, Seeps seem to write two or three choruses per song. Have you noticed this? Where there's yeah. like the pre-chorus is a chorus in itself. And the that comes up a lot in my chorus. review. That comes up a lot in my review, yeah. What I've Rather known, than what writing I've one hook, there's like a big umbrella hook and then like lots of little ones sort of like stretching away from it. It is absolutely extraordinary. It's just that, it just feels like there's three or four different songs going on here. Um, with even features like this cool down, like electronic mid-late section that goes up to this like inspirational finish and the fading guitar line. It is. Um, it's already, I mean, I, I, it's up there in terms of, I mean, it's probably, probably recency bias, but it's up there for me in terms of all she sleep songs, period. Mm. How good this, how the good yeah. this opener, how open it is. Uh, and it and is equivalent to you are we in terms of an album opener as well. Just a, absolutely a phenomenal opener it really sets the tone for the rest of the album because it just it does not let up until about seven songs in it's just unbelievable like song after song after song on this album just absolutely extraordinary when it gets to you are all you need the following track mate how brilliant is Loz Tyler man like after after all these vocal surgeries it's still got this harshness that runs through his pitch there's a Really brilliant flow to his vocals on this track. And the gang chorus at the end after Sean's little guitar run is huge. And no one, I say British metal here. No, I don't think many bands in metal write a crescendo like While She Sleeps. The crescendo on this song is incredible. It's super. I actually wrote pretty much the same thing. I put absolutely unbelievable guitar super section leads a huge chorus. No one seems to do this better than While She Sleeps. Um, and I, I just can't I can't think of a band that, that, that do this at all um, because me and you have listened to metalcore with big choruses before and it's so easy for them to sound immediately cheesy or corny and um, or repetitive uh, or formulaic and this band this band don't at all sound no. any of those things and I am I'm like the chorus police when I listen to music as well. Like I am, I, I am, I am so close to the edge in terms of that's too poppy. I'm out. Um, like I'm constantly waiting to feel that way. Whereas this, I think what it is, is the additional vocalists that the chorus feel rather than making it feel like one individual singer and one pop line. The group manager seems to give it this power and edge that seems to separate it from your standard metalcore chorus. On top of the fact that really, their songwriting to lead to this point is just absolutely extraordinary. There is so much, so much shifting and changing in terms of the rhythms of verses and pre-choruses and little hooks and little riffs and little tales of stuff that changes in, in between 
in between in between little songs here there's so many little moments where like it'll well one part of a verse will end and another pre-chorus bit will start and there's just like a tiny little like a little guitar run just to feed into the next thing it's just from from a musician standpoint it's just just absolutely absurd um then the next up as well systematic i think he's it's incredible for two and a half minutes it's just an incredible groove laden song where they they just completely took it in a different direction and went down this sort of sort of head bobbing new metal-esque mosh pit tune and it is just so dancey and groovy and i love the group vocal like that oh in between the riffs and stuff kicking in it's just it's just extraordinary it's just superb I struggled to connect with Systematic. No, I did, man. I, I, I struggled to connect with that one. Uh, it, it's it's ironic because it's got the most consistently high tempo of all of the three opening tracks. But I, it, it didn't really grab me. The electronic force field that kind of burns through it is interesting, and the kind of rapping section from Matt is like quite a fascinating step. But I just, I didn't find much to really connect with the track. I know that. Um, you caught, you got really caught on, and, and to be fair, the lyric is awesome. That life's a gateway drug. That is yeah, that is a that wicked one. that is a wicked lyric, and so uh, clever. Yeah, it, it is intel- it is incredibly intelligent, and I feel like there's a lot there. And it, by no means am I saying it's a bad track. It just it didn't grab me. Like I was on such a high after enlightenment, and you are all you need. That when when the, the high tempo kicked in for systematic, I thought, oh, three in a row. But I just, I never really fully started to kind of become entombed by by the, all the sounds coming together at once. It just didn't hit with me. Nervous, mate, absolutely does. I think that yeah. track is just fucking gorgeous. Um, it's it's quite possibly Sam, and it, it's already a single, so people have already heard it. But it's probably the most melodious Welsh series have ever been, isn't it? But none of their impact is sacrificed by doing that, and I think it's yeah, probably yeah. Matt's best vocal performance yet on this on this yeah, song. I, I, I can I completely I completely agree. Um, again, um, Simon Neil should just spend his career appearing on other people's songs. Yeah, I was, maybe I'd I was like curious. It. I thought what you might think about Simon. Neil. Mate, I mean, everything he touches is gold for me. But I was wondering what you think about his coming out. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I want to I want to talk about a few things with nervous. It, again, it's the while she seems to have written four choruses in this song, and they're just bunched together in this extraordinary fashion. Um, there's a there's a breakdown as well in the middle of this where it just completely takes the whole song off kilter, and I love it as a just a chaotic um, interlude before going back to this huge piano section, and as well the 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 ending. It goes from a certain key in the original bit when um, when Matt's singing to when Simon comes in, it changes key at the end. And the way that it goes out of the uh, choral section and then goes into this bigger chorus with Simon Neil coming in, the chords actually change, but it's still the chorus. It's so clever and how it offers the end of the song, but also feel, gives this air of finality because it's a change of key and it's brought it all back. And then it comes brought back into the piano at the end. I think this is just a work of art as a song. And I agree with you. This is um, as a, a melodic, as a melodic song, it is huge. But at the same time, again, there is so much technicality and a breakdown where they have constructed the bridge perfectly between um, massive chorus and heaviness and technicality and guitar work here. 
if if I was ever like this is what this is the this is the album you were constructing your head if you were thinking about the ideal metalcore album almost this is the this is what you'd kind of want it to sound like where the the size is just huge and it's sing along and it's massive because this is going to sound great in clubs and live but also there's so much there if you're if you're a musician and so much there if you're a traditional metal fan it's 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 extraordinary. it's extraordinary. I can't I can't say enough about this album because this is just a beautiful, perfect um, blend between the chaotic and the, the 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 melodic, and it's just honestly at parts, it's just absolutely mind blowing. It really, really is. I tell you, the brilliant what one of the brilliant things about while she sleeps. Between me and you, they highlight the dynamic that we have and uh, I'll go into this now, what I actually mean. So While She Sleeps really appealed to me because I'm not a musician, as we've said in this podcast several times. I'm not a musician. I can, I can just pick up on what I'm confident other people think is good and what I know I hear in myself is good. And, and While She Sleeps are brilliant at writing these massive choruses that I sink myself into, these beautiful lead passages and these punching breakdowns. And that just, I, I just encapsulate that within myself and I find myself just drunken with it. You're the musician and you also, as well as finding the, you, you catch on to the hooks, but you pick up on the extra intricacies that you find a real deeper layer of understanding of and you're obsessed with that as well. And while she sleeps, appeal to both sides of the metal spectrum they appeal to the metal sides of the metal spectrum that aren't musicians that pick up and get sunk on and sunk and in and drunk on the hook and they also appeal to the metal musician who's like who can pick apart exactly what's going on and he's almost not saying that you're a snob but he's almost display snobbery in their way of being able to pick apart a song and knowing the actual intricacies that are related to what's good or bad about it and that's what's amazing about while she sleeps they they do that brilliantly. And that's why of all the bands that we review, we've reviewed three While She Sleeps albums and they're, they're like my favourite albums to review because they do the thing perfectly for both of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Completely. And I think I think you can point to any collection of songs on this album, any collection of songs on their, uh, their discography um, that have done that pretty much consistently since the day that they came out. They've always been able to do that. They've just got better at it. Like... Look, look at the look at the next couple of songs here. Like from so we got PI, which is the, the 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 return of the interlude, which I thoroughly enjoyed. By the way, yeah. that was a nice nice touch. The old uh, while she sleeps fans as well. Uh, return to know your worth, which just the 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 interlude again. Like I that, love that song. It got, it it fades beautifully into the syncopated riff, like the little rhythm of what's going on in the interlude song. Piano bass is is also continued here. With know know your worth, and again the the thing that while she sleeps absolutely class at is there's a long lead passage and by long I mean like the notes themselves are these long extended extended notes combined with this staccato short uh, riffing underneath and that combination is just there's just so many little moments on here like there's there's a little the little guitar work with the pre-chorus when they just randomly change the the sound of the drums just for the pre-chorus and they just completely shift the recording style just for that 30 seconds into another massive chorus and then there's this snaky little guitar section before the breakdown and then it stops entirely on a dime and goes to this electronic breakbeat section and then, then there's a final massive chorus again this is <laughs> a special 
special experience listening to this band. Mate. Um, where I'm, I'm just like, hey, what the fuck is going on next? It's like they're impossible to track. Mate, on Know Your Worth, that chorus, stand tall, know your worth, I can only put you down for so long. Mate, chests are going to burst live with that. Like, yeah. that chorus is just going to get absolutely, you're going to be able to hear that from fucking two miles away. People shouting that's, that chorus back. That, that's going to be the, that that's gonna be the classic. That's going to be the classic. The band stops, the crowd sings it moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, they're absolutely. Gonna, and it's just the drum beat and the crowd noise. That's what you're going to, that's what they're going to do. Um, and by the way, we might cry. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> fucking bet on who cries first. It could be me or you. Um, You kind of alluded to it, mate. There's a moment in Now You're Worth that I just, I can't stop listening to. In the bridge, there's like the isolated drum sound behind Matt. It's amazing. And then right at the end, the big chorus comes back. I, I wrote, funnily enough, you've mentioned pretty much everything that I said. I wrote so many notes on Now You're Worth because there's so much in it. There's so much. It's the furthest thing from like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, breakdown, chorus. It's nowhere near that. It is, it's all over the place brilliant and it's in terms of like it's punch it reminded me of like brainwashed era sleeps in terms of its tonality but in terms of everything that's going on I, there's so much to pick apart on this track it might be my favorite on the album in, even with enlightenment the way i was going on about it at the start it might be my favorite man it's that chorus is so good and and live that if they don't play that live, I'll be fuming. They've got to. There's no way they've written that chorus without specifically doing it for a live setting because it will be so euphoric. So, mate, such a brilliant song. And that's the thing is that they, they like, like you said earlier, they combine this complexity because there is no verse is the same, no breakdown is the same, no section is seems to be repeated apart from the choruses at all. And even the choruses are adjusted every four bars, it seems. <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, when you see this on Cubase, like with the music recording software, and I've got like riff one, pre-chorus, chorus, and it's all like the different sound bars going across. And every, every, on the left-hand column, like there's different sections for each individual riff or individual moment. This has got to be like some of the most difficult tracking for, for a music producer <laughs> ever, because it's like, Oh, we need to we need to redo transition riff 139 just before we get into drum sound 42. And it's like, hold on, I need to get that before we get into the second pre-chorus 14 with the choral delay. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't <laughs> understand any of this. Like, honest to God. And again, um, somebody, it's not a case of just listening to it thinking, how would you play this? Somebody wrote this. Constructed <laughs> 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 these songs. This is I don't understand. Like, I was trying to think of it. It's like thinking, like, imagine if you were the drummer and just having to just change your tempo, like every four or five bars, and every 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 verse is completely different. You're either playing these like blast beats or going to these halftime stuff, and you've got to remember where the breakdown kicks in and when the pauses are. It would just be exhausting. But then I remember that they wrote it, and that's how they wrote it. How does that even? How does that even happen? I don't. I don't get it at all. Um, when I was Shout out to, to like, Adam Savage, by the way. The drummer on this album's amazing. Yes, absolutely incredible. He's a he's been a brilliant drummer since day dot with this band yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh my god. And and again, um, what I like about um, following bands like this is, and this is the reason actually why we do this because um, we talk so much about bands' progression and bands' growth and what we project for them to be. Um, but it 
nine times out of ten, because you'll agree, it never actually happens the way we envisage, does it? The band don't always go in the same direction, or they go in a different direction, and we're just sort of talking about it. Um, whilst it's the closest I can, band that I can imagine that have gone on this, every album has just got a little bit better and a little bit more complex, and the musicians have got better, and the songs have improved, and it just feels like we're approaching this sort of culmination. I've We've been on a journey with this band since pretty much we started listening to them and then they exploded with You Are We. And I feel that we are approaching some sort of culmination where they're starting to really reap the rewards of their success. Because this is, this is just, just stunning. Especially in the these opening, opening seven or eight tracks. I think, I feel like Division Street and Sleep Society, ironically, Division Street feels like a breather, to be honest, like it needs to be. Yeah, like for yeah. the listener, for the listener and the band, I've got no issue with it. It's a nice song, but it's an album track. Yeah, it's society. Um, actually, because of the previous five or six songs, sounds really simplistic in comparison now. Because it actually repeats um, repeats sections, doesn't it? It repeats verses. And after after hearing Know Your Worth, after hearing Enlightenment, and, and after hearing some of the other tracks on this album, actually Sleep Society feels almost pedestrian by contrast. Um and I feel the same actually with 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 Call of the Void. I feel like the, this this album um, is at its best in that first six or seven really banded together, and it does almost take slip back it slip into third gear for the conclusion of the album and sort of just start settling down. Not to say that those songs are not enjoyable by any means. I think Call of the Void is actually a fantastically melodic it is. melodic song and it's really really massive. Um, I just think Division Street almost breaks the album up. A little bit, and then after that, it starts to settle down into a conclusion with what what is incre- what is an incredibly nice moment at the end, um, where the band are just obviously talking about how much it means to them to be in the band and and thanking the fans and stuff. And it's actually nice um, to actually hear a band conclude in that manner um, because you usually get the end of the end of the end of the end of the album song, and it's usually let's be absolutely honest, a bit miserable. Usually, it's, a, it's a, usually it's a misanthropic ballad esque song. It's really about it we're talking and speaking to greater pain. He just thinks. And it was actually quite relieving to get to the end of the album and not hear about how everything sucked and just actually hear the band open up about how amazing this experience has been for them, which reaffirms, once again, as we've been saying, this is a truly extraordinary group of blokes and a truly, truly special band that we are witnessing the rise of at the moment. Just going backwards a couple of steps, um, did you think it was strange having Derek Ridley from Sum 41 on No Defeat for the Brave? A little bit. I thought it was, I thought it was an odd selection. Yeah, odd selection, I didn't but... see that one coming. Uh, uh, that one. So, oh, no, when they released the track list a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago, I was like, Derek Ridley? Um, I mean, it's not bad, is it? It, 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 just, it just caught me a bit off guard. And it, it is a bit inconsequential, his part on the song. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I mean, in fact, it, it's kind of, I had to listen to it a couple of times to try and pick out where exactly it is. Um, I mean, I might even be wrong here. I believe it's before um, Lozzie's There's No Defeat for the Brave Moshkor. I believe that's that's when it is. Um, the song itself, No Defeat for the Brave, is actually uh, pretty sick. Who is better at putting together a heavily amped, like, adrenaline-fueled metal track than While She Sleeps? Like, the way the verses on this song are produced... You could literally run through a brick wall to them. And then the actual, there's no defeat for the brave mosh call. It's like, it's like barely controlled chaos. It's like fucking mealtime in a prison. 
you know, any minute now, <laughs> any, any, any minute now, there's going to be fucking shit flying up the walls. Um, it even features the little metal clang of the, the metal tribe pinging off someone's head that you yeah. would get in that. Mate, I've got to bring up Sean Long again, who literally, mate, by the time I got to know Defeat for the Brave, I was like, we're going to find out in 50 years' time that actually Sean Long was sent from the future as an android. It's been the Terminator this whole time. Because how was he doing this shit, man? I, I, I think he's so brilliant. His lead passages on this song, especially the one that, towards the end, that he just, he just yeah. spits these out. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, the way that this shifts from like a traditional breakdown um, and into this guitar lead section that patterns the conclusion, I don't understand. I just don't understand. It's like a thrill ride, this is. Uh, the way that it just shifts from moment to moment. And just manages to combine melodic melodic elements with with just this absolutely crushing heartbeat underneath of it as well. It is honestly, I, I, I don't, I can't speak highly enough on the the complexity of the song right here because you listen to the introduction of the fifth of the Brave, and I actually thought it was going to be like a. I actually really enjoyed the opening, like the simple chords mm. at the start. I love that clean sound. And I thought, okay, it's going to be like one of those sorts of big ballady numbers, but it doesn't let up either. Um, just, just chunking and piecing all of these individual elements together is is absolutely extraordinary. And and then obviously there's this m- melody over the top. It is, it's 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 just fantastic. It's it's utterly perfect hardcore metalcore. I I don't. I don't understand how they've managed to construct this so soon after bringing out an album um, two years ago with So What. It, it, it's, a remar- it's a remarkable album. It really is an incredible feat of songwriting. I am surprised they didn't open the album with the title track, especially how it opens with Sleep Society, Call. Um, I adore how the title track just builds and builds and builds with sending crescendo. Like it keeps teasing you, like with the massive explosion. And like there are moments where it tempts you with a couple of tempo changes. Then those, then there's that quick DJ electronic section that flows for about 10 seconds. And then they get then Loz comes in and the rise up if ready to break before the gang vocal comes in. And that's what the whole track is waiting for. The whole track is kind of teasing you in, pull it pulling the rope until you get to the gang vocal at the end. And it's so so sick, but I think the the, the moment that, that warms my heart the most on this album, Sam, is Call of the Void, which features members of the Sleep Society. I mean, imagine that, Sam. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how sick yeah. is that? Like, I, I, I personally don't know which members of their patron they've selected, I can only assume that they would have selected the ones that are, that are in the Revolution member at £60 a month. Yeah. I would assume that all those have been selected and said, if you want to do, you know, do a, a quiet little backing vocal on our album, you can. But imagine, mate, like your favourite band's Metallica. Imagine if like you were, you were part of like a 15-person backing vocal on fucking Metallica's next record. I mean, you'd never shut up about it. I'd never want you to shut up about it. <laughs> how, how amazing is that of While She Sleeps? If While She Sleeps is your favourite band and you're paying them £60 a month, and they said to you, you and the 15 or however many other Revolution members that there are could be like the backing vocals for one of the last songs on the album or the last proper song on the album because DN33HT, as, as we discussed, is like a monologue. Mate, you'd be over the moon. You'd be yeah, so it's, it's, buzzing. 
And the thing is, as well, it works. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like it's not like me going while she sleeps behind it. Like it's sick. It's sick. Like it's really good. The song's class. The chorus is amazing. What, what do you what do you want us to sing? That I just want to say the band name in a monotone. <laughs> I'd be great at that. Um, but mate, yeah, the song's great as well, and oh, and it's got like a say, man. Like the court, Matt is incredible on it again. What the fuck? How is he doing this? And yeah. just the meaning behind it, man. I just, I ca- when I again, when I saw the track, this I was like featuring members of the, featuring the Sleep Society. That's incredible that they've done that. It's a swallow fucking band. Um, and then you, you kind of mentioned, mate, closing off with DN33HT. I think in the hands of 99% of other bands, we'd be taking the piss mercilessly out of them for this. Like, because they would have they would have made it sound really cheesy and embarrassing and really over the top. But the way it's got yes. that kind of like quiet piano running behind it, and the the words are kind of like scratched, like it's almost like you listen to a, a news broadcast in 1950. It it really works, and it's cool, and it's interesting, and it's a beautiful send off for the record. This band are just incredible. They're so far ahead of uh, so many of their contemporaries. And how amazing is it, Sam, that what, I don't know, six, seven weeks after um, Architects' release, for those that wish to exist, another amazing British metal band are doing this. Just incredible, this record. I love it so much. I completely completely agree. And the only reason that it's not this cheesy, weird moment of of sort of patting themselves on the back is because that they it's because it comes with the context of what they've done over the last two years for their bands and for themselves yeah and this is this is them literally saying look we are living our dream we are incredibly thankful and we're going to continue doing stuff for everybody involved and and that is who they've been about that is real the the, look at look at look at the album titles like from from you are way to to sleep society and, and and the themes of their songs it's about togetherness and it's about bringing them bringing together. And there is this real feeling of, of community within this band that, that is, that is unlike most others, not in, not at all manufactured, like in the slightest, Um, because let's draw something. Imagine if Slipknot at the conclusion of their new album had a two minute interview with Clown thanking the maggots. Yeah, would be me and you would be like toe curling, yeah, listening, to, yeah. listening to that, yeah, um, because it doesn't suit Slipknot's image or style or, or whatever. And it's something that can like scream live, but even then, they're like, Are the maggots here, me and you're like, Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, we have to, um, but this genuinely feels um, a real group, a real movement, and, and a real alignment and a real shared energy. And this is an affirmation of that. This is an incredibly, incredibly special group. And they're able to do stuff like that without, with, while escaping. The typical criticism they would usually get for a move like this is, is, a, is a testament to who they are. And, and, and again, I agree with you on your general point about British metal. This is an exciting, exciting time um, for, for architects and while she sleeps. And hopefully um, this gives them a well-deserved leap into further popularity because I honestly have no idea why or why while she sleeps aren't as big as Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, me neither. Or Five Finger Death Punch. I think it may come back to partly 
what I was saying at the start of the review, that they were kind of failed by the music industry at the back end of 2013, 2016. They were kind of just ignored. And I, I'll never, never understand why. I just do not get, I do not get why I wasn't hearing about While She Sleeps between those years, as much as I was hearing about While She Sleeps, just said that as they'd released, this is the six, because Brian, had Brian Washed have been an absolute turkey, then yes, I'd understand, but it wasn't. It was another great album. So why they weren't being forced in my face, why I had to personally think, right, I will check out While She Sleeps now, instead of having them forced in my face to the point of me having to hear them, I do not I do not know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, regardless, While She Sleeps have been one of the best British metal bands that we've got for a long time now. We've championed them since day one and they've never, ever once, of day one of this podcast, I mean, they've never, ever once given us a reason not to. They've always, always backed up mine and your fandom with with records yeah. that, affirm why, that, that, that affirm why we do that. Like, it's pretty clear, you know, if you've stumbled across this podcast and you've never listened to us before, it's going to be pretty obvious to you that we're quite biased here and because we love While She Sleeps. But the great thing about this record is that it doesn't matter whether we love While She Sleeps. It doesn't matter what band you like. Objectively, this is a great record. And if anyone listens to this album, and of course, some people can listen to say it's not for me. But if you try and objectively say this is a bad album, I'm telling you that you are wrong. Objectively, this album, this album is great. For me as a fan, this album is phenomenal. I think it's brilliant and I'm totally in love with it. And While She Sleeps, just never, ever let me down. And please, Lord, allow this September show to go ahead with Love because I want to see this shit live and I've missed, missed Live Show so much and particularly missed While She Sleeps. I, it's been, I saw While She Sleeps last at 2000 Trees in 2019 where, coincidentally, Loz wasn't there and I had to get a few guest vocals. Remember me telling you about that? Yeah, I do, Liam yeah. From Can- Can- when Liam from Canterbury Hurricane. So sick. Uh, anyway, uh, unless you've got anything to add, mate, uh, that's... That are our thoughts on Walsh Sleep Sleep Society? No, no, that's it. I, I completely echo yours. This is a superb album for the genre, a brilliant fan, a brilliant album for us as fans, and hopefully another step that affirms affirms where they are. Final question, though, from, from me to you. Um, is this as good as you are, we, or better? Um, oh, God. Ask me in a month. That's fair. That's fair. I, I haven't decided I, yet either. Yeah, I want to try and put my recency bias. I want to put a pin in it because the second we come off this podcast, I'm going to listen to Know Your Worth again because <laughs> I love <laughs> it so much and I love Enlightenment so much and I love You Are All You Need and Nervous and I love Sleep, the, the title track. I love Call of the Void. It's, you know, I, I, I'm obsessed with it because it's the new shiny album from While She Sleeps. And, but, but you are way... Oh mate, I'll never forget what me and you were like at those two yeah. Birmingham shows. That was yeah. really, really special to us. In fact, actually saying that, I'm not sure whether one was the URW album cycle and one was the So What album cycle. I can't remember. Regardless, I'll never forget what we were like. I, I know for a fact when we saw them at the Asylum in Birmingham that where uproar is. I know that was URW. I know that was definitely the URW run. And I'll never forget what we were like in there. We were just like. It's the most exciting. Me and you've seen Metallica together yeah. twice. 
Um, mm-hmm. We've seen Slipknot together. We've seen Slayer. Periphery together. We've seen Slayer together. I- I've never seen me and you as excited as we were when we saw what on that night. We were absolutely buzzing. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget oh, that. So, like, I hold that moment really dear. So it's going to be tough. Obje- I'll try and be objective and in a month's time, we'll come back to it. Uh, in a month's time, Sam, I'm going to ask you what your favourite album of the first quarter of 2021 has been. And Sam, mm-hmm. what a list of albums it will be to choose from because we'll have this teenage wrist, yep. Architects for Those That Wish To Exist, and mm-hmm. then the other records that we've reviewed as well as we're going to be chucking holding absence and perhaps even cannibal corpse into the mix because they are the two records that we are going to be reviewing next week on the noise podcast when we return again so thank you so much for listening to this episode if this is the first time you've you've ever listened to us and you've stumbled across this review then if you've enjoyed it thank you very much if you're here thank you and please give us a like and a subscription uh, that would mean the world to us we're going to be back in two weeks talking about holding absence new record and the new cannibal corpse record as well thank you for your time thank you for all your support we will be back next week we love you bye <laughs>